are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's Locked On Razorbacks podcast episode is brought to you by Built Bar. It is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get $10 off your first order. Hopefully everybody is having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, I don't know, whenever you're listening to this podcast. And uh, we're closer, getting closer. Actually, at the time of recording this podcast, we are mere 16 days away from Razorback football. I guess if you're listening to this on Friday, it's 15 days. But nonetheless, we are a little over two weeks, and it's exciting. It's an exciting time to to be pumped up about football. The NFL's back. I know high school's been going on a long time now, but Seems like everything's going according to plan, and that's exactly the way that uh, that we want it to be, and we want it to keep doing that as well. Uh, you know, there as far as significant news, there is a late night press, a late night press conference tonight uh, with Sam Pittman, and so if there's any significant news coming out of that, uh, I apologize that I'm not going to be able to to talk about it today because obviously, uh, you know, I have to record this podcast at a certain period of time and. Uh, keep on schedule. So if there's something significant, it'll be on the next podcast. But either way, uh, a few questions have actually been asked to me about uh, the Arkansas Razorback football team. And some of you submitted these questions, whether it's via Twitter or Facebook, or however. But I think it's fascinating because many of you are honestly, which is not a bad thing, asking about the Razorback defense more so than the Razorback offense. And I don't think that's because anybody feels that the defense is, you know, more important or is going to be better or that uh, you don't care about the offense or anything like that. I just believe that most of you who are asking about it are genuinely curious about how is this defense going to be improved because Lord knows it's hard to get worse than what we've seen. And uh, the reason I find that so fascinating is because Barry Odom is a defensive coordinator that I thought was about as home run of a hire as you could get when Sam Pittman was hired. And I kept telling everybody, I was like, listen, this is great. I'm, I'm confident about it, but it's a matter of what his assistant coaching program is going to be like, who is he bringing in? And luckily the biggest hire was Barry Odom who became available because I think Missouri wrongfully. So decided to move on from Barry Odom because Barry Odom, he went four and eight, then seven and six, then eight and five. And then six and six in SEC uh, uh, in this final year, yeah. This past year wasn't great, but considering what Missouri had to go through and how bad they were when he took over, that's still a pretty pretty good jump. And something that I know is frustrating Razorback fans, especially knowing that uh, they never beat Barry Odom while he was the coach of Missouri. But I thought that getting Barry Odom as a defensive coordinator was so pivotal, and arguably was the biggest hire that he could make. But with that, here's my here's my whole thing about it. Arkansas's defense is going to be better. They are. They're going to be better, in my opinion, significantly. They're going to be better coached. They're going to be better prepared. They're going to be better motivated. Like, everything's going to be better. But I also know that Barry Odom wants to be a head coach once again. Like, he wants to be a head coach again. And so he's going to just do a great enough job, and then if the right job comes calling for head coaching gig, he's gone. And I don't blame him for it. That's exactly the way it needs to be. But it's just going to be so difficult to really build this defense into something because he doesn't have a lot to work with right now. 
Now, that's not to say that there aren't guys on this team that could make some tremendous strides and this defense actually be serviceable. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that there is going to be a very large hurdle to overcome because you just don't have the talent to go along with it. But coaching can take you so far. I try to compare this to when Bobby Petrino was at Arkansas back in uh, 2008 in his first year. Arkansas had just been gutted uh, from top to bottom uh, from uh, you know the draft and players leaving. You know, Darren McFadden, Felix Jones, Peyton Hillis, those guys all moved on. Uh, you know, you didn't have Marcus Monk at the wide receiver position. Uh, the only thing really offensively that you thought you had was that you had a Jonathan Luigs at the center position, who was a phenomenal center. And then you had guys like uh, Michael Smith, who had been fourth string running back but looked pretty good. You had DJ Williams, which was a, a freshman com- or coming off of his freshman year that had a lot of promise. On the defensive side, you know, you had uh, Malcolm Shepard, who was pretty good. Uh, but that, I mean, that was really it. You just didn't have a whole lot of talent. And that team went five and seven. So obviously the talent wasn't, you know, just incredible. But the one thing I remember from that year was that even though the team wasn't that good, even though they got blown out in a few games, you could see what they were trying to do. You could see that this is not, this is just, a, this is not the team that's not well coached. It's a team that's locking, lacking the personnel to be able to put it all together. That's what I saw from that team. And that's what I think we can see and will see from this year's team. This team is not going to win many games. I'm just going to be honest. I'm hopeful, but they're not. They're not going to win many games. They just don't have a lot of the talent to go along with it. And again, I'm hoping I'm wrong. But I don't need them to go out and win a ton of games. I don't need them to go out and set the world on fire year one for me to be satisfied or for me to think that this that Sam Pittman's the right man for the job and that the direction of the program is moving forward. Like I don't need any of that stuff. What I need is to see what they are trying to do. What is this team, this program trying to accomplish? How are they trying to do it? Can I see fundamentally sound defense? Can I see drawn-up blitzes, well-produced plays, right packages, making up for good matchups? Can I see that? I think it's possible. I think Barry Odom is a fine defensive coordinator. But he just is going to have to show... Just And this is the same on Kendall Bryles, too. They're just going to have to show that what they're trying to do and coach these kids is something that can be successful at the highest of levels with the right players in place. Like, that's what they're going to have to do. And I think that they're going to be capable of that. I think that they will be able to put it together. But Razorback fans, you're just going to have to be patient. Which I, I, I know that it's a lot to ask of a program that's and a fan base that's gone through as much as they have. But you're just going to have to be patient. You're going to have to believe. You're going to have to sit back and say, listen, we're not going to get it all in this year, but I think that you do deserve at least a taste, at least an idea, at least a rough draft of what this team's going to be. Because that alone will make me confident. If Arkansas can go 2-8, and eight, that's fine. If they go 2-8, and eight, that's fine. 
But as long as in those eight losses that they have, they looked like they knew what the crap they were doing. They lined up right. They took good angles. I'm okay losing this year because the other teams are more talented. I'm okay with that. But I'm not okay with the Razorbacks losing games because they were outcoached, outprepared. That can't happen. And I think that we will get a dose of reality this season that, you know what, Barry Odom, especially on the defensive side, was the right man for the job. He just needs to get more players in before we can truly see the epic results. We're going to talk more about Razorback football going on, but first, folks, I've been telling you about Built Bar and uh, how convenient it is and all that stuff, which I know that you're sitting there like, okay, well, yeah, it's convenient, but what, what does convenience have to do with anything? And here's what I'll tell you. Like, it's tough to really maintain, especially when you get older in your age, uh, your, your, your body, and it's harder to maintain you know, everything that you're trying to do, whether it's going to the gym or you know, trying to lose weight, maybe you're trying to gain weight, trying to do the, the whole bodybuilding type thing, whatever it is, it can be really hard to do that. And it's not because of the times you go to the gym, but it's, it has to do with what you eat. And for somebody like me, a single guy that you know, doesn't have to get a chance to cook for himself very often, something like the Built Bar is great because they have so many different amazing flavors that can have some variety, and they're healthy because I can lose or maintain my weight and they're also low calorie and low sugar while being high protein and high fiber. So for all you people on the keto diet, it's perfect for that. They have so many different flavors that come from so many different backgrounds that they have really worked hard to get it to perfection. And I'm telling you, it's amazing how some of these bars that you'll eat, they taste like trees. They taste like you're eating nature, not the Built Bar. They taste amazing, and here's the best thing about it. They have a great deal going on right now where if you use promo code LOCKEDON by going to BuiltBar.com, you'll get $10 off your next order. Again, if you go to BuiltBar.com, check it out, see all the options they have, get you some Built Bars, you get a great deal where if you use promo code LOCKEDON, you get $10 off your first order. Again, BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your next order. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Uh, again, we'll be hearing more from Sam Pittman tonight as I'm recording this podcast to be able to hear uh, some of the latest up-to-date information. But uh, again, a lot of these topics that I do uh, on this podcast has to do with a lot of you and some of the things that you guys want to talk about because I'd love to sit here and talk about whatever I want to talk about, but this podcast isn't for me. This podcast is for you. And I know that so many of you who have been excited about the football season have so many questions. So again, if you have any ones that you want me to address here on the podcast, uh, please let me know via social media or however you want to do it. But uh, in the previous segment, we talked about defense. And on the offensive side of the uh, of the ball, some of you have had questions, but I'm, I'm trying to do this in a way that doesn't like upset anybody or think that I'm coming down on anybody or trying to be, you know, Johnny Raincloud. But it's like I am trying to temper my own expectations for this offense. I get excited when I see guys like Rakeem Boyd and Trey Knox and Traylon Burks and, you know, guys like a Hudson Henry who is highly regarded and hearing about Felipe Franks, like, the, and the offensive line being much more improved. Like, I hear these things and I get so excited about the possibilities of this offense and how it can really be opened up. But I'm also trying to be cautiously optimistic because I, 
I just, I don't know. I feel like Razorback fans have been burned so much with this team and this program and coaches giving them a lot of crap that it's really hard to throw your trust into anybody from what you hear. Razorback fans are at the point where they're just saying, all right, show us something. Show us this. Don't sit back and keep saying how it's going to be this, it's going to be that. Show us something. And, you know, the the past two coaches for Arkansas with Brett Bielema and Chad Morris – Obviously, Chad Morris being a, more of a disaster than Brett Bielema. Both were more disastrous. Both of them were incompetent buffoons, uh, just to put it mildly. Like, Brett Bielema, he just wanted to get money, get fat, get drunk, and hang out. Like, it, it's, it was just something that was so, as a Razorback fan, as an Arkansas alumni, as someone who enjoyed and loved this program so much, for me to see that, it hurt me, and it like it angered me in a way. To like, dude, you have taken something that is precious to people, and because of your own undoing, because of your own laziness, you completely and totally destroyed something that should be a privilege and an honor for anybody in that position. Like you wrecked it, and then Chad Morris comes rolling in, and I think that I honestly think that Chad Morris tried. I think Chad Morris tried, and I think Chad Morris did work hard. Chad Morris's problem is he was in over his head beyond belief. Like he was a high school coach, uh, coaching at an SEC program, and had no idea how to handle it. He had no idea. Like the whole thing with you know, him not bringing his family uh, into into Fayetteville. That was like I know people try to say, well, it's not that big of a deal. It was a big deal to me. It was a big deal to me. Because I'm sorry, you gotta. If you're going to buy into the program and buy into the to the state, you dadgum better do it not only in just in your football, but in your family life too. Like this is an awesome place to live. And for you to not even move anybody here is 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 terrible. So he made some bad decisions, but I think he tried. I really think he tried. But this was just. Uh, this was just why it's just like I, I can't I can't buy into anything that anyone says. But I do believe here's the difference. Here's the difference, and I'll I'll, I'll turn it all around because I know I'm kind of rambling right now. But here's the difference: those two coaches, for their own reasons, were just either lazy or in over their heads. They were either incompetent and didn't care, or they had no idea what the crap they were doing, or they didn't care about Arkansas enough, or whatever. But what you have with Sam Pittman is you do have somebody who I don't know how good of a coach he's going to be. He could be amazing. He could be average. He could be bad. I don't know. But he's someone that loves this state. He loves this school. He loves coaching football. And he has something to prove. He has something to prove. I think when Bielmo arrived, he, he thought that he didn't have to prove anything to anybody. Sam Pittman has something to prove. He's an offensive line coach. As a head coach, never been one before. He wants to show everybody that he can do this and that he can do it the right way and that he can get guys to play hard for him. He's got something to prove. Now, we don't know what this season will hold. We don't know what the future will hold. But I'm telling you, this is a guy that I feel confident that it'll be different. Not because he says it will, but because he's doing the little things that matter. 
He's all in on the state of Arkansas. He's all in on coaching football. He's all in on these players that he didn't recruit. He didn't recruit any of these guys. But he loves them because it's like, hey, if you want to play for me, I got your back. I want you to play for me. I know you don't know me, but I hope you will give me the opportunity to get to know you. And I hope that we can figure out a way to both work together and be better together and learn together and grow together to where we're going to be a very successful football team on the field. That's what I think he has. That's what I think he's trying to do. And that's why I think Sam Pittman will get the job done. He's got to prove it on the field. We all know that. And this is all just talk. This is talking season. But I like it, man. I like what he's doing. I like how he's doing it. And I just hope, I hope he is somebody that can continue to build on the great legacy of the Razorback football program. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on into the final segment of the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Uh, I did want to give everybody an update. Uh, on the thing going on with the Big Ten and football, and is it is it getting played? Is it going to be played, or is it not going to be played? I mean, what in the world's going on with that? And uh, the the latest thing is that uh, they're trying that Ryan Day, the head coach of Ohio State, put out a very strong message on social media saying essentially why I understand the Big Ten's decision to postpone football season because of health and safety. The communication information uh, from the Big Ten following the decision have been disappointing and unclear. And here's the biggest one. I couldn't be prouder of our, how this team, how the medical personnel and athletic director and president have stayed together and managed through this extremely difficult time with so many unanswered questions. These young men and their parents have asked so many questions that I do not have an answer to. But the one that hurts the most is, why can these teams and players play, but we can't? Duke is playing Notre Dame. Clemson is playing Wake Forest this weekend. Our players want to know why. Why can't they play that's right I hear that I see that and I love that like it is something that it's just you you get excited just hearing that so many people are bashing the Big Ten and and their decision making and all of that but that's not really the problem necessarily I think the Big Ten is a joke but there are college football writers still to this day that are like taking the side of the Big Ten and it's just nauseating and it's bad but I, I, this, I don't know that matters. What matters is, is that Arkansas is playing football, the SEC is playing football, and it can be done. The NFL is playing tonight. Like, I'm watching the NFL game right now. It's the Kansas City Chiefs and the Houston Texans. They're playing football. High school football is going on in this state and in states across the country right now. There is zero excuse to not have any football. Zero. And the Big Ten is a joke for allowing this to happen. And I hope... I pray that there is a massive blow-up, and even in a way of a massive exodus from the conference and the nonsense that they've allowed to go on. Like, I cannot tell you how hilarious I find it, but how glad I am that we are in an SEC, we're in a conference that actually does things that the right way, that makes decisions based on facts, not fear, makes decisions based on apply, appealing to what they're trying to do, what they need to do, while also doing the right things to make, it, make sure it's done correctly. Those are great things. Isn't it great? Just a mere two weeks, roughly two weeks. Two weeks away from Razorback football. 
cannot wait. Appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 